Welcome to the Takes Over Tell podcast. My name is Talon Hauser, and alongside my co-host, Nathaniel Yates. Howdy. And our other co-host, Caden Cooley. How's it going? So, if you are watching on YouTube, um, we do have video now. Um, hopefully, things don't mess up technology-wise, and I can figure it out. Um, we tried to do it last week, but, you know, things didn't really work Talon's out. Talon's garbage. I'm garbage at technology. It got a little stress. Talon was working on it for, like, five hours. And it didn't work out, so... We'll see. We'll see how this. We'll see how this goes. Hey, but this people is new know to us. what we actually look like now, outside of our yeah. cartoon selves. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully, if all goes well, you guys can see this on YouTube, and you guys, you guys will be able to see us actually record the podcast. Hopefully. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and move on to the script for the week. First up, we got best of this week. What we usually do every single week, you know. UFC news, some fun stuff with Khabib going on. Then we had MLB for the World Series and some NFL stories this week. So we're going to go ahead and start off with best of this week, Talon. My best of this week was Andre Ingram becoming the, what, player player president? Yeah, for the G League. For the G League. Uh, I think that's dope because he's kind of like the one guy everybody knows from the G League. Um, from the South Bay Lakers, he's been in the G League for, what, like, 13 some yeah, like years. Yeah, stupid amount of time. And, you know, he finally got to play that one game. Or those, like, oh, that everyone games. was so hyped about? Everyone was so hyped. And as a Lakers fan, I was like, wow, this is kind Okay, who cares? Yeah, so, I didn't really care. So I have a question. When's he getting the statue outside of Staples? Um, Next to Magic? I mean, he should have already had it by now. No, they should probably redo the Magic one <laughs> as Andre. They're just going to chip his Yeah, off. I was going to ch- just chip the face of yes. on- just Andre. No. Um, I mean, it's cool, but, like... I mean, you could tell he he actually was like a math teacher on the side too, which is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> so that's an interesting <laughs> he's, side he's like, I don't know if he's a math teacher. Or he's some sort of teacher on the side, which is so funny how you can like be in the G League while also just like teaching. Imagine going to those like teacher classes. They're like, oh, what do you do for a living? You're just like, oh, NBA player. Yeah. You're just like, wait, what? You do what now? Imagine he just had like he just went for two for fourteen, comes in just, just pissed and off. The students are like, yeah. you suck. Yeah. <laughs> You're terrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, good for him though. That is that is kind of dope since he's been kind of the the one guy that everyone's like, wow, you've been stuck in that for years. So I think it'd be really be- I think it'd be really beneficial for the G League just because like I mean they have a face. He, yeah, he's, they have a face and he's been there. He right. knows what it's like. He knows how to get more guys into the league. I don't know. I just think it'd be very beneficial for the G League and you know kind of. Another step in the right direction of the G League becoming like another you know, minor league. Yeah, I was going to mention that. That I mean, the G League now, it's becoming a lot more important in, in the NBA because they're trying to make it some sort of developmental league where kids are like, I'm not going to go to college. I'll just go to the G League and make money yeah. while developing with better systems. So, and I think Ingram's another big step for that. Yeah. They're definitely, they're definitely making huge strides to try to, instead of take college out of it and just go directly into the NBA program, which is kind of a great idea. I think it'd be really raw. Yeah, same. Um, my best of this week, um, as you guys know, The Mandalorian's coming out. Oh, I forgot about that until <laughs> I just mentioned that. That just made my entire What night. date is it? Is it the 30th? Uh, yeah, this Friday, actually. Oh, my God. And no, we're not plugging you. Just we're Dude, excited. I'm so hyped. Dude, I... I was going to rewatch it, but I was like, eh, I'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll, you'll be okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, DeForest Buckner, to celebrate his um, baby turning six months old today, dressed up as the Mandalorian and just his baby up as Baby Yoda. And so I was like, that is just the wholesome content that I want to see. That's I, was working a, I was working a flicking, or not flicking tree, wow, trick-or-treat event yesterday, and there was a Baby Yoda, and I was just like, wow, you're just adorable. That is just, just so It's cute. pretty easy to be It's an instant W Yoda for yeah. like... Yeah, you're going to win costume. Halloween, like, easily. It's not even close. So yeah, that was the best thing I saw this week. Wholesome content. That's it was wholesome nice. Content. 
All right, so the best thing I saw this week, it was a clip on Instagram for NFC East playoff all-star team. So whoever comes out of the NFC East, they just send the best players from the NFC East. That, I, team, would, that team would still get bounced in the first round. I was going to ask you guys, number one, would they win a game? Number two, who would be the starting quarterback? Oh, God. See, like, that, like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, they'd have a great overall roster. I mean, you have, like... Who's the, the coach, though? Ron have, Rivera, I guess? Yeah. You have, like, not Mike. You have, like, the Eagles slash football team's D-line... I don't know which O-line you take. Because <laughs> the Cowboys is supposed to be the best, but you know they also got Andy Dalton killed today. Yeah. Oh, was, dude, I don't even know what you did there. Dude, that was like some Joe Flacco type. I'd I say you have to put Carson at quarterback, dude, I right? You, I think you take the Giants O-line. Is that... You take, no. Dak, you take Dak with one leg. That's, that's your yes, quarterback. I think team. Dak today would have been better than Andy Dalton with one leg. Just take, just take just the, don't let him scramble. Take yeah. the Cowboys third stringer, um, Dakota. I don't know. I didn't. I saw like the one. goat. No, I didn't. I don't. I don't know his name. It, yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird pronunciation. It looks like some Italian pasta. Yeah. Some weird obscure guy. All right, moving on. We've got UFC news. So Khabib won. And then right afterwards, he retired. It's kind of sad, but you know his father passed away to due to COVID nineteen complications. So. He said that he felt like he couldn't continue doing it, you know, without his father there. That was really important to him. He promised his mom he would retire, but what are your guys' thoughts? Well, yeah, first off, um, I mean, what a GOAT fighter. That dude is just a absolute yeah. badass. 29-0 and 0 in his professional record and 13-0 and 0 in the UFC. I remember watching the McGregor fight, and yeah, his dad was a big part of it. Like, his dad was, like, in his corner every fight. Like, you just tell yeah. it. It was a very meaningful relationship. On a more positive note, I saw this clip of Khabib, um, and he was, like, fighting his opponent, and he was, like, telling him just to quit. Like, he's, like, punch him in the face. Bro, stop. Quit. It's over. I, w- I deserve this. Let me win. Like, it's mine. Just just quit already. Dude, and dude I, seriously, I was, like, like a monster. That is that? so savage. Yeah. Like, mid-fight, he's, like, telling his opponent, it's over. Well, he's playing with a broken foot, too. Oh, my God. So fighting. He didn't yeah. tell anybody about it beforehand, either. <laughs> what a savage. But um, my thoughts... I, I do think this is more legit than most fighting retirements, but yeah. also just the sport of fighting, any retirement just isn't really like serious. Because you're not playing I for mean, like a team or Floyd has an done organization. It. Floyd has done it like 10 times now. Manny's done it, I think. Connor did Connor's it literally like, like two in, months ago. Yeah, Connor's done it. So I don't know. Um, this one feels more real to me, but at the same time, do I think there's going to be a McGregor-Khabib rematch? Yeah, low-key. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I think he's he's done. I think he's such a he's a pretty intense guy, as we know from the Connor and um, the Connor Khabib fight. Um, he's a pretty intense guy, and if uh, I think he he stands by his word, and someone spoke on his word during the Connor fight, and that's when things got out of hand. So I think he's a pretty intense guy, and he seems like not like the type to go against his word. Uh, he kind of seems a little crazy. And a little crazy to just stay in retirement. And he swam up river in Russia in the middle of just freezing cold temperatures. Like, dude, this, those Russians are different he's, breeds. Yeah, he's a, the Russians are different breeds, and I don't think he'll go back on his word. So I think he stays in retirement. I, I agree with Talon unless just some fight that he just can't pass up comes along. Like, maybe Connor Yeah, see, again. I mean, it's easy to say you won't, you're going to stop fighting until there's a $300 million, you know, I don't, I don't think he cares. Just like, I don't think he cares. Mm, I think I he's know, made, $300 million is kind of cool. He's made a lot of money, I'll say that. Well, yeah, but, I mean. If you can make more money, yeah, that's always more money. money. <laughs> yeah. For one night? Oh. 
All right, moving on to our favorite topic, everyone's favorite topic, MLB. <laughs> so, um, World I was like, I was excited for a second. I was like, oh, we talking about football already? <laughs> We're not talking about football yet. Uh, so, World Series Game One, the ratings came back and they were crushing. 9.2 million viewers, lowest in World Series history. Yeah, I said last week, if you listen to the one with John, I was like, I think it's really concerning for the MLB that the Rays made the World Series because they have no fans. Right. And John was like, oh, I don't think it'll matter. Did well, you say it, that to John? Yeah. <laughs> Good. It mattered. Yeah. Um, I predicted it. It happened. One, you know, baseball has just been in a, a steady decline. Two, it's the Rays. I mm. mean, they were going to Montreal for a reason. They have no fans. I guarantee you next season Yikes. or like next time full stadiums are allowed, their stadium's still going to look like it has COVID protocols. Yeah, you really hate to see, especially for that sport, just because it used to be America's pastime and it was like, it's just such an iconic sport just in history in general, but just to see it's fall off, it's just so sad. And but I definitely, John was saying last week too when we saw him, it's still America's pastime. And I was like, John, you, there's no way you can even say that. No. I was like, it's just football, look at any football close. game. The average NFL football game at noon or 3 p.m. on a Sunday blows NBA, blows MLB, championship games out of the water. As a, as a diehard NBA fan, and the NBA is my favorite league by far, I cannot sit down and watch like back-to-back-to-back basketball games. I can sit down on Sunday and watch Red Zone for hours because it's the, easily the most purely entertaining sport in in my opinion, the world, and especially in America. And no, right. nobody sits down and watches baseball like they do football. Speaking of yeah. entertaining, the ending to Game 4 of the World Series was absolutely nutty. You had the error from the Dodgers to help the Rays even the series. They avoid going down 3-1 and end up 2-2, which I was telling Tom this earlier. I think that's the biggest thing in sports is to avoid going down Game 4 sure. are the biggest game in any game seven in the yeah, seven it, game series i will say it was a super fluky thing like the dodgers should have won they should have been up 3-1 and they probably should have clinched the series tonight but it happened um it kept them in it so good for them but what are your guys thoughts i mean it was an instant classic i mean yes. that's what you won from a world series high scoring first of all i think it was like the final score was 9-8 if i'm correct mm-hmm. um and yeah like you said that crazy ending i mean that's what baseball needs man they need that they need those exciting moments and no better time to have it than in a crucial game in the World Series. Yeah, uh, as first of all, as a person who really doesn't pay attention to baseball, I saw that on social media. And I was like, "That is sick as hell!" And like, I actually wish I could have seen that. That's like the first one of the first times I've said that about baseball in a very long time. That that is a lot coming from T Dizzle. But I yeah, agree with I saw it and I was like, "Wow, this is lit!" Like, this is if baseball was like that. I'd watch yeah. it. I'd and also to your point about the the flukiness, I I think. It's fair, like when a team in a regular season wins a fluky game, you're not, you don't feel good about it because you're projecting. You're saying, okay, they barely won this game. What are they going to do in the future? But in the World Series, no matter how you win, it's a win. Oh yeah, you'll take yeah. it. So I mean, They're yeah, you take it all day. So um, I mean, yeah, they they still are in it, obviously, and you know, three two. I actually, I'm actually very intrigued by the series, which I did not think I was going to. Be. Yeah, what was the final score of tonight's game? Oh, like I was at four work. Two, I was right? grinding. Four two. Not on me. I was doing the. Zamboni. And uh, four two. Four two. Four two. Okay, so you caught it right. Um, you know, we'll see if the Dodgers can close it out. I I think they will. I just think their team's just so deep, and even though I saw they they uh, pulled Kershaw and there was some booze. 
I'm not surprised. He has been just his playoff record from what I've heard from you. And yeah, John I mean, John, just, yeah, John was don't saying it last week. I don't blame them, but it's really sad because he's been around for so long. Um, before we get into our NFL topics today, I wanted to talk about what our great partners at Miller Theaters are doing for Halloween this weekend. Everyone's favorite holiday, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Miller Theaters is hosting a flick and treat event this Friday, October 30th from 4 to 8 p.m. with other local Blue Springs businesses. All movie tickets, not just the Halloween series movies, will be 50 cents if purchased online ahead of time. That includes some great spooky movies like Monsters, Inc., Monster House, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Gas. Classics, baby. Miller Theaters will also have some great deals on concessions with fountain drinks and popcorn only being two seventy-five each and 50% off drinks at the Lux Lounge. Yeah, so no more complaining about how expensive it is. Go to right. Miller Theaters. It's not. It's not expensive at Miller Theaters. This is a great opportunity to get out and show some support for your favorite local stores while having a fun, safe night with your family. For more information and COVID guidelines, head to the event section on the Miller Theaters Facebook page. Tickets can be purchased online ahead of time at millertheaters.com or through the Miller Theaters app. Extra fees may apply, apply at online checkout, and tickets are $3 at the door for 50-cent movies this weekend. Boom. What else could you wow. ask for? God. You Absolutely the, nothing. The deal. We need to stop the podcast right now. I know. We need to go we see 50-cent movies. Let's go, let's go watch a movie. Yeah. All right. So, first up for NFL, be a team player or be gone. That was Bruce Arians' quote when, when regarding Antonio Brown joining the team to the media. So AB to the Bucks and Bruce Arians' comment. What do we What do we think about all that? I absolutely. I, I actually didn't hear that comment until you just said it, and I love it. I love that Bruce Arians is like, you know what? We're gonna take a risk on you. You know, we're dam- we're almost damaging our brand right. to take this guy who's been so problematic, and for him to just be like, the moment you're not a team player, you're gone. You're expendable. And I hope AB can get that through his thick skull, and because. I want AB to be in the league. I mean, we got to remember a few short years ago, this guy was on the cover of Madden for a reason. And you know what? He had his issues, and I think we all hope that he resolved those because, you know, mental health isn't a joke or anything. No, mental health is not a joke, but. And everybody was making fun of him. Yeah. Everyone was kind of making fun of him, and it's just, it's kind of hard when you're dealing with something like that, but hopefully he fixed that. But um, I hope he got help. I don't know. Yes. My my whole problem with that scenario is I Nate I completely agree with you that that is exactly what you need to see say to a guy who is this is his what fourth chance, dude. I'm not giving you another chance after this. But my thing with that is don't let that get out to the media. Yeah. I, and my thing with Bruce Arians all year is he's been saying stuff that I mostly agree with, but I just don't let it be a headline. Just go no, to a, no. I I would much rather you just go to Antonio Brown and say. Hey, I don't need to tell the media this. Just don't be an idiot. Like, I don't think you need to show that to the media. I mean, I think that's what I, I the Chiefs did with Le'Veon. I think you could have yeah, kept it a probably, little in-house. Yeah. I just feel like Bruce this whole year for some reason. He's has been, been creating unnecessary, unnecessary headlines. Yeah. Okay, he's calling out Brady. Okay, yeah, I'm that I mean, yeah, that's that's beyond the point. I but no, I disagree with Talon on that regard. I like that he was public about it. Like, hey, us as an organization, because signing A B is worse than like would be worse than signing Kaepernick at this point I feel like for yeah media for media yeah. branding okay and so the Bucks have to take a stance on hey we're trying to win football games and AB can help us win football games but we're not here for any of the extra bullshit I and see what the, you're saying the moment that happens 
We're gonna we're gonna cut them loose. From a football perspective, um, great addition. You know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have dealt with their fair share of injuries this year, as my fantasy team can attest to. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, AB has proven. You know, he can be healthy and. <laughs> Third string receiver Antonio Brown does not sound bad. God damn. Joe, that's crazy. That and him and Tom looked good the one game they had together. Chemistry, yeah. It, it could be scary. It could be, it could definitely be scary. I definitely think they're the best team in the NFC South by far. Yes, I actually do agree with that. And I mean, how they're playing, it doesn't look like they need them. No, they definitely don't. That's the thing. Which makes it nice because it makes... Makes a threat of cutting him even more. Just like you're gonna get, like cut. we don't need you. Like and you're expendable. Last you year with the Patriots, it was like we kind of need you. Yeah, no, exactly. they don't. They don't need him now. This is AB's last chance. If he gets cut by this team, I genuinely believe he probably won't be on another. I team. I kind of for a while I thought he'd never make an NFL roster ever again. Me too. I agreed. There was a time. Where, yeah, I agreed. But I think just at one point it was more kind of just an when not if question. You know what I mean. Especially once the rumors about the Bucks started in March, which we need to talk about that too. Bruce Arians said in March he's not a fit here, and then lo and behold, he's on the team. Anybody who's t- as talented as Antonio Brown will be a fit for it, a lot of no, 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 no. It's yeah. that Tom Brady effect. It's Brady said no, 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 no. I want Antonio yeah, Brown here. I mean, yeah, which I, mean, I agree with. I think yeah. that gives them maybe the best offense from what I've seen right now. Maybe the NFC with the if Antonio Brown can yes. be half of what he was. Yes. After Russ's game tonight, maybe. And also, I mean, we can't forget about their third receiver already. Scotty Miller's been ha- having a hell of a year. So now they're receiving Corey's... They're receiving Corey's... Scotty boy. They're receiving Corey's deep. The O-line's playing great. The defense is being sneaky, sneaky good. Their defense uh, is their like defense top, is top five. Three. Yeah, and no one's talking about yeah. it. So, I don't know. I think Bruce Arians sees this team as a contender now, and let's add another Infinity Stone to that gauntlet. Yeah, we'll move on. But, Nate, I just want to say I watched Tom Brady throw a deep ball today, and I was like, damn. Dude, that one, yeah, one. Scotty, was, was Scott? oh, dude, it was this is right in the bucket. No, I again, I will say this. I will say this shortly about Tom Brady. Is that going into the year? I was saying, okay, again, I'm just look. Mm-hmm. I love Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the numbers yep. and I'm like, this dude yep. is 43, and there's no way that he can play an elite level. And I'm happy that I am wrong. I am happy. I was so wrong. But you know what? Going into next year, I'm gonna do the exact same thing. I'm gonna go mathematically. This is not possible. There's no way at 44, but then he's going to do it again. And I'm gonna look stupid. You're going to be saying this until he's like 62 and Mahomes is out of the league. I know. Brady's like... still just throwing dimes. Hey, I, hey, I just want everyone to know I'm feeling really good about my Brady take. Yeah. feel really nice about it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. You should. All right, moving on. Week 7 storylines. Oh, my gosh. Week 7 was exciting Dude, this it was week. insane. The endings to the noon games. Oh. All right. The Steelers survive a Titanic collapse. They barely escape. Steven Gostowski misses the game-tying field goal to send it to overtime after the Titans storm back. After being down 20 points halfway through the third quarter, that is insane. What do you guys think? That was well, a, that was I thought game. it was an awesome game. Um, I felt really good about the Steelers' performance, and I still do, and here's why. They had three turnovers. Um, well, no, they actually they lost the turnover battle by three. Um, so... I don't know the exact amount of turnovers they had, but Ben had were, three picks. Yeah, they were negative three. So to still win a game, you know, with three picks, that's impressive. And you know, they fought through adversity on the road against a very, very tough team. But honestly, I think this game, this game went down to some weird play calls. You know, that Big Ben shot that gave the Titans a chance to tie the game. Why? Like, that was kind of a fluky. That one pick? Are you talking about? No, no, no. The double coverage at the end, not oh. not the halftime. Oh, one. yeah, not the halftime. One. That was just a stupid. Decision yeah, the announcers were like gasping for yeah. the halftime one. It's like, guys, there was like 
Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah, it was kind of weird. No, pick. the last one to give the Titans the final drive. No, you're right. You're right. That, that like, why? Like, why force that? You're a vet. Take the field goal. Make it, you know, a touchdown game. And, you know, I like the aggressive mentality there. But And then also, on the final drive, Ryan Tannehill on, on um, third down and long, you know, you're in field goal range but not comfortably. Yeah. Takes a deep shot. And they had a timeout left, so they could easily have gone and bounced. I am very disappointed in that play call. Maybe it wasn't play call. Maybe it was Ryan's read. You know, they just had a sh- one streak, and, you know, Ryan saw something he liked. I don't know. I was very disappointed in that moment. But I will say Mike Vrabel really proved himself to be a great head coach. I, I'm i sorry. I should word that better. Mike Vrabel's already a great head coach. But this one just kind of just reminded me today. You know, his team yeah. was doing very poorly and then come back really strong against a very strong opponent was very impressive to me. So I think this is honestly a W for both teams. You know, yeah. it doesn't really seem like that. They were like three feet away from tying the game. But yeah, very questionable play calling at the end of the game. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I'm pretty impressed by both teams because for a while I'm like, oh, Titans are getting crapped on. Like it's kind of concerning. But I mean, if you're a team that's five and one and your one loss is a really close battle against the best team in the AFC right now, like I, you can't, you can't be be mad at that. And for a while, I was saying, oh, the Titans are only beating you know bad teams, but they beat the Bills and almost beat the Steelers. So, as a Titan, if I was a Titans fan, I'm feeling still pretty good about myself. Yeah, and for sure. If I'm in the Steelers, I mean, right now they are the best team in the AFC. I right now, and honestly, right now, I think if the Chiefs played, the more I think about it, I think if the Chiefs played the Steelers, they would lose. I agree. Uh, I said that last week. And I also just think, so I, I also just think matchup wise, the Chiefs. They're literally the antithesis of the Chiefs. They're the anti-Chiefs. Yeah. So it, it, um, they're definitely a scary matchup. Like I, I honestly, as a Chiefs fan, I'm not scared of Baltimore right now. I am not scared of really any team in the AFC besides. I'm not scared of the Titans as a Chiefs fan. See, I disagree, and I think the win today for the Chiefs really just proved me right because they dominated in every phase of the game. Their defense just had forced three picks against on. the Broncos. Yeah, that's the thing what good the defenses Steelers, do, though. Steelers again was borderline Steelers dominant. Contain Ryan Tannehill at the end of the game. Well, we'll, we'll get to the Chiefs game, but I, I don't know. Ryan Tannehill's proven borderline elite this season, so I mean, I'm not going to yeah. count that. I'm not going to. Yeah, against every other team, defense. he's played really well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is a W for both teams, honestly. Like Talon was saying. Yeah. And I agree with Talon 100. I think the Steelers are the best team, honestly. I think in the NFL right now. It, I mean, just how they have played it. It's pretty like you can't deny it, what, but what I will say. What can you point at and tell me that? Yeah, not? no, yeah, they, right. How they've played. It's my thing is I think their defense is playing at an all-time level and their offense is keeping up. I think their offense later in the year will kind of maybe slow down because See, I. That's just me personally. It could, it could not. I have no idea, but I personally believe. I don't think, even though Big Ben threw three picks today, like I think we're all still in agreement. He's looked really good for yeah, especially yeah. having Tommy was, John surgery awesome. last year. I was like. John was saying, oh, dude, I should draft Big Ben. And I was telling him, like, dude, no. He just had Tommy John surgery. That's terrible. But he's actually played really well. Um, so I think three picks today were kind of an admiration. But I just think later in the year, he might lose a little juice. You know, I I think they're we're going to get to a weekend where they drop a random game. And we're just going to be like, why? But right now, best team in the AFC. I can't not give it to him. See, here's my thing. I would almost agree with you guys, but the fact that they almost blew a 20-point lead in a quarter and a half, it just concerns me. They were It's a, a little concerning. Okay, but on the Chiefs perspective, you can also, I mean, like there's also way bigger exclamation points 
on the Chiefs for Texas. I mean, yeah, they I mean, lost you, the Raiders. If you're, compar- if you're comparing them to the Chiefs right now, I think when the Chiefs turn it on, there's not a team that. Well, can yeah, beat but, them. but but talented right now, and I agree with you. There's so many Super Bowl pick, but the Chiefs don't have it on right now, apparently. And they the Steelers do forty three points today though that's against all. the Broncos. Okay, but if the Steelers did it to the Broncos, it'd be like, oh, the Steelers, look at them go. Like it's it's a bad team. I mean, that's what a, you expect a good team to do to a bad. No, team. that's true. Yeah. But just there's there's but, they, but see the Steelers won today against the Titans who are also there's popular. nothing that Steelers haven't done. There are things that Chiefs yeah, they, haven't done. Yeah. Right now. And I mean to like, you know, I'll say it for the Chiefs. I'll say it for the Chiefs. We can move on. Yeah. All right, so the Lions won in a walk-off oh today. Absolutely brutal for Falcons fans. I don't know how you guys are still making it right now. So Todd Gurley, with a little over a minute left, had a little bit of a mental gap. And instead of, you know, going down on the one-yard line so they could kind of grind out the clock a little bit and just kick the game winner, he accidentally went into the end zone. So, you know, you would think there's like a minute left on the clock. It's okay that he scored. It doesn't really matter. They're up by, what, point, two points, whatever. Oh, nope. The Lions went down the field with no timeouts left and won the game with zeros on the clock with a touchdown pass from Matt Stafford to TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, they were um, the Falcons were up by six. Six. And they actually got the two point conversion, you know, yep. to make it yep. six. So yep. that was cool. Um, yeah, exactly what Kane said. The Falcons keep finding new ways to lose and accidentally scoring a touchdown maybe the best one I've seen yet. That it's honestly, and they did it in the ugliest jersey in the league. Yeah, dude, those fade jerseys. I thought they kind of looked good in just an office, but seeing on the field, I was like, that they look cool on Julio Jones because he's Julio. I don't even think they look cool on anybody. I thought they were on the field. I thought they look a little weird. I think you guys are hating on them a little bit too much. I kind of like them. You like them? I kind of. I just, I don't know. I think on Uh, the field, (laughs) it's just weird to me because just the fade doesn't even look clean. Hey, hey, I like them too in the XFL. I will say I saw a hilarious meme today that was like, guys, these new Falcons unis just represent their history. Oh, yeah, I saw The that. red yeah. part just yeah. represents the lead in the fourth, and the fading to the black just represents their falling into a deep depression, bottomless. I mean, pit. yeah, I don't I know. Mean, blow, blow it up. Blow as it up a, as, uh, yeah, as a Why Falcons. Why are you keeping Matt Ryan and Julio at this point? No. Just holding them back? No, on the Lions' perspective, who cares? Yeah, like, they, they yeah. Beat them I have nothing to say about the Lions game. Matthew Stafford played like Matthew Stafford. It's an extra win. Lions are 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the Bears are five and one. So anything's and, possible. I guess that division's so weird this year. <laughs> a- anything is really possible, and especially in that I mean, division. yeah. I mean, the, the Lions are about as what I expected them to be. They'll win you know, six, yeah. seven games. They're okay. Yeah. They'll probably pick twelve. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Like now, on the Falcons' perspective, blow it up. I mean, that, there's nothing we should. I mean, there's nothing we else we can really say. I swear. Okay. I know this is like not true at all, but I just think it's funny to think about that. Like. There's something in the back of my head that thinks Todd Gurley was like, "What if I make it look like I tried to stop?" No, I mean, honestly, let, me, let me pump those stats. I thought up. the same thing. Bro. You, <laughs> like it was so borderline where he was like, "Oops!" He, and like chucked himself bro, into the end zone. Also, he didn't turn the ball away from it. Yeah, if you were that urgent about it, you would have like been what very clear. Done is just your entire body could have gone in. Just hold the ball out. I, yeah. And lay down. The best part of that game, I showed Talon the picture, but Todd Gurley was laying on the ground, like in the end zone after he had just scored, and the Lions were defense was holding up their arms for the touchdown. They were like, he scored. That was goofy. That's such a weird, like that's one of the weirdest scenarios you'll ever get in football. Where as a defense, you're like, score the touchdown, and the offense, you score a touchdown. It's like, damn it, we didn't mean to do that. Yeah, very, very weird scenario. All right, moving on. Baker Mayfield is back. Hopefully. We'll see about that. 
But he started out against the Bengals 0-5 with an interception, and I was watching, and I was just like, dang it, Baker, we all hoped so hard. And then he continued with uh, 22 out of 23 completions for over 200 yards and five passing touchdowns the rest of the game. So he didn't even need Odell because Odell left, left after his first interception while trying to make a jumping tackle and also might be done for the season, which is really sad. But how are you feeling about it? Well, um, I have a lot of thoughts about this game. First off, amazing game. It was great. Yeah, just a great, like just a single game. Back amazing. and forth. Back and forth. Um, shout out to Joe Burrow. Oh my gosh, um, 400, 400 yards. yards. Dude's having a hell of a rookie year that just no one's talking about. I mean, guys, he keeps throwing over 300 yards. He might be in an MVP conversation. I don't know why. Ah, <laughs> uh, you gotta have wins for that. He ain't getting those. I mean, he's not going to, but just the fact that, like, I mean, but like, if, if you just insert, insert, if you just insert five, five and one. You have to mention yeah. him. I mean, yeah, I, I think he at least has to be mentioned. I mean, that's insane that you're a rookie. I, I, I know that like wins matter, and a lot of it's. Um, I mean, you know, he's not going. A lot, a lot of it's narrative based, and we talked about this across NBA and NFL. But you look at the pure MVP, just the meaning. How are you gonna tell me it's not Joe Burrow? <laughs> I mean, he's one of them. I mean, yeah, he's definitely up there. For he me, joined but, to zero so, sixteen. I mean, it's what baseball did this year. They gave MVP to a guy with a losing record. So. Yeah. So. Um, shout out to Joe Burrow, amazing game. Like once again, I mean, forty yards as a rookie. Oh my god! And with the Bengals, wow. Yeah, it's not even like he's coming into a like like Chiefs situation where it's like Mahomes came into a perfect situation. This dude is balling, and their training facility is next to the highway. It's outside the stadium. That's like he is that's, playing. That's the Bengals. He's playing well, like in spite of his own team. Yeah, which is so, insane. And also, T. Higgins looked looked great. The, the I, offense looked great. I will say their their pieces. are are looking good. That's also like with Joe Mixon not playing today. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I'm very impressed with the Bengals. I think they should take us as a W. Their defense collapsed. But, yeah, so what? On the Browns' perspective, Baker played great. Does this change anything for the Browns for me? No. Ba- congrats, Baker. You beat the worst team in your division. Okay? You beat one of the worst teams in the NFL. I'm so- Yeah, he played amazing. But does this change my perspective on the Browns? No. I think they're a good team. And I think for a little bit there, I thought they were going to be great. After the Colts one, I was like, wow, that team's really, really good. But it's just like, I don't know. Baker just goes through the cycle. It, of, yeah, it's he a cycle. He plays great. It's a cycle. And then he's feeling confident, and then he plays a good team, and he gets his ass bounced. Yeah, I mean, he threw then... five touchdowns next week. Can you Google who they play next week real quick? Because, I mean, I, I know that Baker's going to have, like, three picks and one touchdown and lose yeah. the game. Play the Raiders at home. Yeah, I mean, they could, like they'll just like drop that game or something stupid. So I don't know. It's like I, I will say their schedule coming up is, is kind of pretty favorable. Pretty, pretty favorable. Okay, and also they lost Odell. Yeah, that's a bummer. I think I think that's kind of big. But today it didn't really look like they needed him that much. And yeah, true. But it's the Bengals. It's also different going into a game knowing you don't have Odell and kind of him leaving in the middle of it. It's, it's a little bit different. I was, it was it was the first play. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty early. Fair. That is fair. They did one play. Um, yeah, I, I like Nate. I don't look at the Browns any differently. But I, I mean, I think going into this game, I was saying their only two losses are against the Steelers and Ra- Ravens. I was like, sure, they got whooped, but does it? They're exactly who I thought they'd be. They're a playoff team. They're good, and they're gonna go ten and six. Yeah. Like that, yeah, I think ten and six is the perfect number for them. Just for shits and, and giggles, I'll just read the rest of their schedule. What are they at right now? Is this five and two? Yeah, they're five, they're and, five two. and two. Play the Raiders, winnable. Texans, winnable. Eagles at home, winnable. Browns at Jags, Browns at Titans, Ravens, 
than the Giants, Jets, and Steelers. This will be they could only lose three more games, guys. This will be an interesting test. I don't know. Yeah. I just think eleven and five isn't play. I could just hear them dropping some of those games. No, fair, fair. But yeah. I'm just saying, it's like the Browns lose a game and everybody is ready to just like disintegrate them. And I'm yeah. like, guys, I mean, I don't expect them to win the yeah. goddamn Super Bowl. I, wanna, I expect them to be a solid team. I want to get into that real quick because. Just this week, everybody, including myself, was trashing Baker. A lot of people were ready to just toss in the towel with him. They were like, they need a new quarterback already for that core. And you know what? If anything, good bounce back game for him because people were calling for I his mean, job. Yeah, he looked great. And I also agree with Nate that he's going to come out next game and, you know, he'll have like two picks. And you're like, what the? It's, it's a cycle. And yeah, it's a cycle. And I'm but, not disagreeing with you guys. I'm just saying no, when he comes out and has awesome. completion percentage yeah. like oh, that yeah. and the touchdowns, it's just good for him. Yeah, but it, my, great for him. My but. thing with Baker is I know he's going to go. I know I'm already in my mind like he's going to do that. Like I already am expecting him to do this. Yes. And I expect the Browns to look good some games and look bad some other games. They'll be ten and six. I think that's the perfect number. For you know, on that like Baker Mayfield roller coaster, I know he has his highs and lows, but can he just have one of his highs against a solid opponent? That's does fair. It, does it have to be against the Bengals? But with their schedule right now, I honestly think they're in a position where he could still end up being the quarterback next year. I think he'll be the quarterback next year, but I don't think he's gonna have. They won't like have an a, awful fall. Off. They won't. They won't have a good enough. They're gonna. Draft get, they're gonna to, give him the Mitch. Um, the Mitch where they don't give him. The Mitch treatment. Mm, I think he's better than Mitch. He won't get, he won't get the Mitch. Treatment. No, no. I'm saying where they didn't give um, Mitch his fifth year. I think they'll. Do I that. think they'll give him his fifth year because Depending even when he's playing right now, you got to realize. Well, would next year be his? No, no. That would, he's yeah. got another even, year. Even like, even if he's not like their long term future, what he's doing now is definitely worth eight million dollars. Yeah, fair. I don't know. I just like it's just because it's the Brown. It's because Baker talks and. It's because of all the hype around them last year and how bad talk. they were. I mean, and honestly, Baker doesn't even talk anymore. It's just he gets hyped on the sidelines, and everyone's like, wow, he's excited about beating a team. Like, so, yeah, he's excited about it. Sure. So I saw this post today that said Matt Stafford to the Cowboys, which to me makes no sense, whatever. But what about Matt Stafford to the Browns? Why? No. no. Matt Stafford's good. Could you imagine if Matt the Browns Stafford's had a really good okay. I think Matt Stafford's like top 15. Okay, is Baker not top fifteen? Is I mean, yeah, he's not close. Really? I mean, so okay, so maybe Baker's like tier eight, like number eighteen. Yeah, Matthew Stafford's fourteen. Is it really worth? Yeah, is it worth either the... signing him? For I think way Matt Stafford's a really good passer. Yeah, but well, also, how many years really, does he have left? He's a really good passer, but also, I mean, if you're trying to make a chip run, then does it really matter? Okay, um, if you're trying to make a chip I, run, I, you're I not trading Matthew for Matthew Stafford. Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford's really good, but I don't think he's a winner. I, I'm sorry, like, there's just nothing to me. We talk about the Browns. <laughs> Okay. That's like the farthest thing from winning. Does it really matter at well, this point? Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just like, why, like, is there really benefit for getting Matthew Stafford? I was just throwing it out there. I don't know. I also don't agree with it, the Cowboys standpoint because... I think the Cowboys yeah. one is stupid because the Cowboys just need to tank this year. Cowboys are done. Yeah, it's just like the season's done. Don't waste assets for a season that's already done for. All right, moving on. So Buffalo today, they beat the New York Jets, whippy. Yikes. But Gross. that was a... Gross. If you actually watched it, like I watched it on Red Zone, they did not play well. They looked pretty bad. This is about the third game in a row that Josh Allen just does not look that good. Are we concerned about the Bills? A little bit, but at the same time, you know, winning really does cover a lot of things, you know? Um, yeah, they didn't look good. They barely beat the Jets, honestly. But, you know, just some bright sides, you know? You stopped. You only allowed Sam Darnold 10 points. 
Okay. Not, not a bad effort on defense. Josh Allen looked questionable, but still ended up with 300 yards. Rush game was running game was a little bit non-existent, but at the end of the day, it's an ugly win. And, you know, it kind of gives me the same vibes of, like, the Chargers win for the Chiefs and low-key the Steelers won. I know it's a different, like, way different tier of opponent, but a Steelers ugly win. So sometimes to be a great football team in this league, you got to win ugly. I, I actually agree with you. I agree with you on most points, but I also just think it is actually pretty concerning for me because where I, at the beginning of the year, where I was having this team going, I think, which is like, oh my God, they challenged for the one seed, you know, Josh Allen MVP. I, I wasn't on the Josh Allen MVP. a little higher than I was on them. Um, but like, I was saying, oh, this team could win 12 games. You know, I thought, yeah. I, I was pretty, pretty excited about them. And then, you know, I, again, not going to complain that you lose to a Titans team who had, had a, like a week and a half to prepare for that game. And Steelers a team. A week and a half? Try like two and a half like, weeks. Yeah, two and a half yeah. weeks to prepare for a game. And then they had to play the, the Chiefs, which is like, yeah, like those are okay losses. Which and then you expect them. Okay, Jets are the perfect game to come back and just be like, okay, we're still in this. We're still, and then they just kind of lay an egg. Like, sure they won, but just where I had this team, it is a little concerning. But I mean, overall, like you said, every team is gonna have a couple dirty wins. I mean, the you know Cardinals. You would just like it to not be the Jets, honestly. Yeah, this is the thing. It's like I don't care if it's a bad team, but the Jets are just that bad of a team that you're just like, yeah, you need to show out on that team. I might be overreacting this a tad bit, but I think the Dolphins might still be in the mix in that division. Oh, they, they definitely are. They've got Tua coming in. in That's going to the give mix. them a spark that they didn't have before. Now they have, like, well, we got our rookie coming in. He can do some things. Fitzpatrick maybe couldn't have. I mean, that division's not that very good. So, That's yeah. my point. Sure. I don't know. I think there's going to be some training wheels to begin. I mean, they were rolling with Fitz. I mean, Fitz dropped, like, It's kind of surprising that that him. I was very surprised. I don't know. Rookie quarterbacks... In a year where I didn't think they were going to succeed, have Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow yeah, play really well. Yeah, I mean, Fitzpatrick well. was playing well. They were winning. I, I didn't... I mean, two or three, two balls, and they're like, yep. Mm-hmm. I think okay. I think where they're at is like, hey, we <laughs> yeah, got that a good a record right now. Let's see what two has got. I think it's more of just like an experience and confidence building thing. Because like, here's... What's the worst going to happen? They're going to miss the playoffs from here? I mean, yeah. The Dolphins have nothing to really lose. Like, if they make the playoffs, it's going to be like a, wow, that was an incredibly positive season Yeah, if Tua gets them to the playoffs, it's like, and, well, Tua And if he great. doesn't, you know, he's a rookie. You know, like Aiden said, I'd, sure, they're still in the mix. And do I... Would I have them making the playoffs right now? No, but... And if they don't... It's whatever. No one's going to care. It's just good experience for him. The only reason I think they did this last week, despite how they've been playing, is the bye week. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think having Tua, yeah. you know, take the first team reps two weeks, I think that's why they did it. If you were going to do it, it was going to be during the bye yeah. week. Yeah, it makes, yeah, it only makes sense. I just, it's, it feels a little disrespectful to Fitzpatrick. Like, it was. This is like some of the best players. Well, yeah, playing trade Fitzpatrick to the Cowboys. There we go. No. They've got nothing to look forward also, to in no. Dallas. They've also, got nothing to look also, forward to. Just give them a spark. Electric. Also, That's all you got to say. But no. what, what would you get back? You guys are boring. <laughs> all right. Um, so This is the guy who just wants to make a trade in fantasy just because. Yeah, because like I said, you guys, you guys are, are boring. boring. Hey, hey, is that the spark you want? You just want your fantasy team to spark? Is that, is that you want I'm me doing? to trade you, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yes, please. And Okay, you, I get Adam Thielen. You get Ryan Fitzpatrick. Honestly, that sounds fair to me. Yeah, I mean, if we're looking for a spark. The third best receiver this year for like the... 33rd best quarterback. Just kidding. He's definitely been way better than that. All right, moving on. Devontae Adams today. 
What a day. Aaron Rodgers had like the biggest, oh yeah, game of all time. Dude, I had a couple friends, or a number of friends, my uncle. He had Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he, he's my bro, I'm too. sorry, that was funny. He's my bro, too. Um, he had A-Rod and Devontae in our league. Dude, wow. dude, but they both on. dropped almost 50. Hold on. Imagine having Tyler Lockett and Devontae Adams. You would have 90 points in your two receivers. Oh, my God. Okay, That's so insane. just my thoughts on the game. A-Rod came out and played well, so I'm not going to discredit that at all. But also, it's like, yeah. I mean, I would hope so. It's the Texans. Their yeah. secondary is brutal. Their team's brutal. Yeah, you got to you gotta win against the Texans. So it's like everyone else. So good for the Packers, you know. They, it was a bounce back game. It was, yeah, it was a, it I mean, was it a was good a, bounce back game, but I mean, it's you. You did what you should have done. Yeah, like no one's gonna be like, oh, like whoa, this win really did it for him. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a good like, oh, we have the Texans on the schedule, and it's like they had control the entire yeah, time. It was like so perfect it time like, to come back and kind of get back into the flow of things. Yeah. And to be fair, that is a great way to get back in the flow of things. You know, just the Texans. Absolutely the Texans dominant. are like a second bye week at this point. That's very sad, but also very true. So get Deshaun Watson out of here. And then Deshaun is always good for you know a couple. 200 he's guard, a good fantasy quarterback guard, yeah because because he'll get 200 yards in the fourth quarter when they're he gets down behind so much yeah when they're down 38 to whatever Great oh and also uh, david johnson played very poorly and fumbled so are you shocked so they really traded that dude yeah Diop also <laughs> traded Diop for that man oh dear lord d hop's also like leading the league in receiving so there's that also i told talent i'm ready to move Devontae adams up to top two oh yeah see that's what i was like i was like oh, i don't know about top that. two who else right now mike slant boy He's not playing. I didn't say Slam Boy. No, I'm just saying, is he up there? Um, well, I just don't know. I mean, D Hop is D Hop's number one. I said top two. Top Julio player. Jones. Julio was not really producing either. I don't know. It's just like I don't know. Julio, Julio Jones is a staple at number two for me. Well, if you're talking talent, but I'm talking production for the year. I think Julio is also going off. I think he's also like in top five yards. He just had his first touchdown. Like, I, I want to see. I want to see him do it for a little bit longer. I just. I feel like it's too soon to say that. Devontae just gets hate for no reason. He's always been kind of underrated. He's always been underrated for sure. Like I mean, I really didn't think he was that elite until last season. I'm trying to give him some love that he deserves. I mean, I think he's That's fair. Top, I think I'd say top five right now. Yeah, I think top five is a great place to put. Yeah. It's but past D Hop and Julio. I mean, production DK Metcalf's also been doing really D- well. Yeah, DK. Yeah, I was gonna say DK. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't gonna say DK just for the fact that he kind of botched tonight. But I mean, yeah, uh, that wasn't great. his fault. Also, because... Stefan. Oh yeah, Stefan. Stefan's been steady this season. I, I, He's been okay. Honestly, Diggs and um, Adam. He got injured here. today. I'm they're sure. they're interchangeable. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Tyra Lockett also has been playing. I will game. say they did not lose this game because of DK, because DK ran back like a 40 yard touchdown oh, to win God. the game that got called back because of a holding penalty. And he, oh. he, and he still, like, probably still would have scored the touchdown. DK oh. also almost just won them the game based off that one run. Oh, my God. His defensive six. play. Like, insane. Yeah. Everyone else gave up, and this dude was running 22 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, and that gave up. Insane. And that, then they well, we'll talk about the game. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah, the game. What am I doing? All right, so the Niners blew out the Pats at Foxborough. You gotta know that one felt good for Jimmy G, but it was like thirty-three to six. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about um, that dynamic. I would... They pulled Cam at the end. He had three. Which okay, let's let's talk about the difference for a second. They did not bench Cam Newton. They pulled him out. They subbed him for a guy halfway through the fourth quarter because they were losing by twenty-seven. No, There's a difference. That's facts. That's facts. There's a difference because 
Whenever people say that you got benched, that means like people think like, oh, you're not starting him. next week. Yeah, you're not starting next week. That's what that's what kind of the the term I mean, feels like. Jimmy G got pulled. That's how. Yeah, that's I how thought he got benched. There's a difference. That's how people talk about it. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's more just matter of opinion. And if you really dissect it that much, I don't know. He got benched. Well, that's the way people talk about it, though. I mean, yeah, sure, he got benched. But I'm saying when people say he got benched, people say it like. Oh, he got benched because he was playing. I mean, sure, he wasn't playing. I don't know. Great, I take it also. as um, they are saying it because he, instead of playing quarterback, he is now sitting on a bench. So, so Jared Stidham's going to start for them? No, I'm not saying. I'm saying he got benched this game. I mean, that's what I, we're saying. I, I know. I, I don't know what. He got pulled because they didn't want to. I don't know to. why there's this, like, difference between the two. Well, just from, from what, like, almost every fan you talk to that I talk to. When people say you got what benched, fans do you talk to us to? Uh, you guys, wow, my oh. dogs. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 sorry, I'm I'm, I'm not wrong. Damn, I got friends. <laughs> we know you're oh, not know wrong. You it's do. just like it's dang, that kind of hurt. Our I'm friends. just saying, like, I mean, who else? Like, do you know? We got just... these notifications from Bleacher Report saying, yeah, like just he got media. benched. He is not playing. There's a there's a okay, difference. but did they say he's not playing next week? No, but like that's how everybody talks about. That's it. the reaction who you get everyone? out of people. Instagram. Sports media. In, sport, Do you not see that? Why? You guys are listening to 13-year-olds on Instagram comments. No, like Bleacher Crazy. Report. Like, 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 like full, like, like ESPN, Bleacher so they, Report. So they literally said they think Cam Newton's not playing next week. They said he got benched. Yeah, exactly. That language. Ben- okay, it, this it, is it, stupid. I don't yeah, know why we're arguing yeah. about this. Okay, guys, the 49ers difference. looked really good. They blew them out. They kind of bounced back, I would say. They kind of looked like the 49ers of last year. So I... They have the worst record in that division right now. It's really weird to me to say that. But, I mean, are they, like, is there a possibility they come back? Wait, who? The 49ers. Oh. They're 4-3. I was like, Patriots do not. Holy shit, they're 4-3 and they have the worst. I mean, Jimmy G didn't look impressive this game. They're two picks, zero touchdowns. They ran the ball a lot. Some Goshi store clerk ran for, like, 120 and, like, three touchdowns. Played great defense. Um, I mean, it was a very 49ers-esque win. Also, on the Patriots side of things, I think that's their bon voyage of the season, if I'm being 100% I'm sure not saying that about Bill yet. I'm not going to say that about Bill until it's I'm, about I'm not, saying about a, I'm not saying it about Bill. I'm saying it about Cam Newton. And he just, I mean, I, I think he ended up with like 90 yards and three picks. I mean, just... Well, because last week, I mean, everyone kind of gives him a free pass because they're like, okay, yeah, that's, COVID. Then that was two weeks in a row. I Okay, again... I'm not ready to write him off yet. I, he had 400 yards I'll passing. Give, I'll give him like another. I don't know. Yeah, I'll give him like another week or two. If he if he doesn't perform for another like yeah week or two, yeah. then it's time. But as of right now, I'm gonna give him a while. There's no the reason had, to give up on him. The dude like, had COVID and he couldn't work out for a week. I think that's gonna impact a football player when you can't practice for a little I while. Mean, yeah, and he looked good before that. So yeah, I'll just, give him a chance. But yeah, if I see another week or two, it's just like I'm not very. If I was more eager about the backups, I would be there, but. It's Jared Sidham or Brian Hoyer. Also, looks the, terrible in the season. Also, game. the defense didn't look impressive. The defense looks like that defense we were expecting this season. Yeah, when they half half their holes. guys opted out. Yeah, so they're an all offense. It's finally team. showing. All right, moving on. The Bucks against the Raiders today. The Buccaneers win forty-five to twenty at Las Vegas. That is a pretty lopsided defense, victory. I mean, the Bucks offense. Brady had five touchdowns. He scored thirty-eight, and now they just scored forty-five. This Bucks team's raw, I said from the beginning, and like I said about the Raiders a couple weeks ago, they're not legit. Let's not let's just because they beat the Chiefs, it was the Chiefs fluke game of the year. Yeah, the Colts also beat the Chiefs last season, and we were seven and nine. 
Okay, so the Raiders beat the Chiefs. Oh my God! Oh, the Raiders are raw. No, <laughs> Josh Jacobs really said we're gonna shock the world. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah, he he's right. He did uh, shock the world. He got six fantasy points this week. That was very shocking, Josh. Behind Good the, the COVID O line. So yeah, whatever. The Raiders are still. Did you guys hear about that? Mediocre. No. Their entire O line almost had to sit the game out, starting O line, because I think it was Trent Brown, one of their starting tackles that got COVID. They were all exposed, so they almost had to. That's why the game got flexed out of Sunday night. Oh, that's goofy, right? I'm glad that game was on Sunday night. Um, this yeah, the Sunday night game was way better. Yeah, we're gonna talk better. about that. We will talk about that. Um, but we need to get to Chiefs first. I didn't. I didn't get. An... Okay, go ahead. Okay, the Buccaneers are uh, good. All right, now we're good. Good football. <laughs> okay. And the Raiders uh, suck. They do that. Football I actually will good. say, uh, to your point about how they were overhyped, I was saying that for a while, but going into this game, I was like, okay, but if they do beat the Bucks, the Chiefs, like the Saints, which, you know, Saints are kind of, but you know, it's three, really good, three good, yeah, I was but like, they got I totally forgot to talk about that game. Saints, Panthers, the Panthers, we've underrated them. I think they're a good no, that's, team. No, that's true. That's true. They, their and offense for, is really good. I said before the season I thought they were going to be a good team, and everyone was trashing on them. They are, what, 3-3 three and three right now? They honestly probably should have beat the Saints I think they're 3-4 now. Uh, no, wait, maybe not. They might I think be. they had their buy. I think they're 4-3. No, they had their buys. Let me check. No, they didn't. No, they have not We're a professional podcast. They have not had their buy. Yeah, they're 3-4. They're 3-4. Three three and and four. Four. Yeah, because they were 3-4. And... Um, I don't know. The Panthers, to me. They're still getting Christian back. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. They just. They could go 8-8. Eight and eight. I predict them win four games. So for what we were expecting yeah, out of them, they've like, done a lot better. Like yeah, yeah I think they'll they're going to do better than I expected. I expected them win like three or five. Really proud of Teddy. I, I think they'll probably go six or ten, seven and nine. For the Saints, this is really concerning. Just another, it's, like, it's, it's another iffy win that you don't feel good about. It's like yeah, you're down fourteen to zero to the Lions. You're down to the Panthers, which you shouldn't be down to those teams. It's like you're losing games that you to the Raiders. What is going on? I will say on the Saints, you know, positive side. If this is the worst football they're going to play, which this is a big if, if this is the worst football they're going to play, they're still winning. Yeah, so true. Like, so what happens if they click? I mean, they're playing some of the worst Saints football I've seen in years, and they're still at the top of their division and winning football. Michael games. Thomas is gone. And yeah, yeah you've got Slam Boy coming back. So. You're, miss, you're missing the offensive player of the year. So it's... Like that'll hurt. Be, yeah. This is weird. It's like discouraging, but yet encouraging. I don't know my problem. My my like. I don't think the offense is the problem though. It's been the defense. Oh, their defense. Yeah, is atrocious. yeah. So I mean, it's not like unless Michael Thomas come back and play in corner. I'm sorry, Teddy. Two gloves with his receivers and O line should not be balling up on you. I will say his receivers are better than Robbie, Robbie Anderson was yeah. the most underrated pick of a free eight or free agency. Like Robbie. Oh, Anderson. actually, yeah. Okay, Loki. Robbie Anderson is top five right now. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, for production, look, look at the production. Yeah. I'll look at the stats, I guess. I mean, he's not, he, but production-wise, sure. Yeah, he's obviously not top five, but right now I think he's top I think he's yards. top one. Top one, there you go. Yep. I mean, I think I think like one week he was like third in yards. I mean, yeah, the Panthers' I mean, offense has been great, and I didn't think, I thought they were going to be like. And then DJ Moore is also sick. He had two touchdowns today. Yeah, DJ Moore, geez. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, Offense is a lot better than I thought it would be. And I think Matt Rule's doing a great job. So, oh, Matt Rule. I think for their the future... They look great. I don't know. Do you keep Teddy long term? I guess. I, yeah. I think he's a great option. Honestly, I really like him. I do too. Honestly, he's proving that he can be a very efficient quarterback and win games. You know, they're three and four. That's not easy. He could have been a Colt. Oh, don't say that. Wait, wait, hold on. No, actually, I'm fine with that. Jameis Te- Winston could have been a Colt. I'm also fine with that. Teddy Teddy Bridgewater didn't throw 370 yards last week. 
Neither, neither did James Winston. James did, Winston did he throw didn't for throw for this week. I don't think 370. I thought he threw like that much. I don't think Teddy Two Gloves threw 370. I'll you, hold on to that one. You for can one. you can hold on to that, but when Phil no, throws I, his backbreaking pick in the yeah. fourth quarter, <laughs> I mean, okay, whatever. That, I mean, regardless, regardless, right. the Colts are just gonna get injured anyways, and not be able to do anything. Ouch! Ouch! Speaking of backbreaking picks, know. you said I had no friends. <laughs> I said you don't talk. You attacked me. I said <laughs> you don't person. have. I said you don't have any other sp- friends you talk sports with. Name one, Sophia. Right, you be, yes. you be like Sophia. Do you think that Cam Newton's gonna start hey, next week? Hey, th- we don't allow toxicity on this podcast. I'm yeah, sensing dude. toxicity. God, feels feels like a cod lobby. Drew Locks <laughs> sensing toxicity with his O line right now because they played awful today. The what Chiefs blew them out. I know, right? They blew them out 43-16. to 16. What a win for the Chiefs. Every phase of the game, they scored a touchdown. Just saying. I mean, yeah. They played Denver. I don't know. I don't I don't really count this win for much. Honestly, their offense was very lackluster to me in the first half. Um, it took a pick six, which, yeah, okay, that was a great pick six. But also, Drew Locke just threw a dime to Daniel Sorensen. I mean, it was an out route. He jumped it. And just ball was slow to get there. Easy return. Oh, also, it relied a random special teams play, 102 yards from Byron Pringle. I wouldn't say rely. We won pretty comfortably. I mean, yeah, rely well, I'm, as I'm, a stretch. I'm but not, yeah. In the first half, they relied on it. Mm, I think you're underwriting their offense a little bit. No. Did you see I mean, Clyde in the, the first, first In the first half. The, okay, the first drive, that's awesome. He had three carries for 17 yards and a touchdown. That was really sick. Still a touchdown. Still points. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, this is just. Le'Veon looked good too. I'm not taking anything from the sheet the, the from this win that I didn't know about the Chiefs already. They dicked on the Broncos. The Broncos. I, I good teams say, beat bad teams. Yeah, I think exactly, exactly. I think they just solidified themselves a little bit this week. I mean, yeah, it was good for, to see solidify from what they they won the Super Bowl last year. But the thing is, is they just lost talking, the Raiders. Like you, you was, wanted to see a good game, and I mean, I will say they beat the Bills last week. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, you want to see these like just get these like impressive wins. Like I'm not the Bills one was impressive. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. I, I think this was a bye week. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not going to go that far, but I don't I'm not like incredibly impressed. It made it me was, happy to see that we didn't need Patrick Mahomes to yeah, throw for like three hundred. That, that's my thing. Yards. Is the, my thing is like I just it's good to see for late. It's not I'm not like this win was wow. Like I'm so impressed. I'm just saying like. It's nice to see that later, like for later in the year, that if our defense and our, you know, can obviously, I will say the Broncos offense was, for the most part, just handing it to the Chiefs defense. 100%. So I, it wasn't incredibly impressive, but, you know, if we see a couple more defense, like defensive shots like this, I'm going to be very impressed. This and helped me feel better that the Chiefs aren't one-dimensional after the Bills game when we rushed for like 240 yards. Now their O-line is still god-awful, and I will stand by that because... That is the reason our offense couldn't do jack shit. Is because you're not, not going to catch me disagreeing. With our O line was so terrible. Like but Mitch is coming back. If Dirty least. Dan isn't a god this game, we he played really well outside he, of the pick too. Oh my god, he was like he injured two people on clean hits. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> he, he got Philip concussed, and I was like, all right, Dan, calm down. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was a little too hyped up. Um, no, I mean, yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, like, you're doing what you should do. Good teams should dominate bad teams, and they did that. So, Good for it, them. I mean, yeah, it's whatever. All right, we're going to move on to early game of the year candidate. Oh, my gosh, was this game exciting. The Cardinals beat the Seahawks in overtime 37-34. to 
And yikes, Russell's MVP candidacy took a little bit of a hit tonight. Three interceptions, had five chances to close out the game, couldn't quite do it. And you know what? I think it's time we stop using the excuse that he has bad receivers, he has bad O-line, because their protection was phenomenal tonight. Tyler Lockett had like 15 catches for 200 yards. The last one? His toe drag on the last one? Yeah. Oh, my God. And everyone's talking about DK as a top five receiver now, so it's like... Well, his receivers don't suck. Um, he kind of choked this one tonight, I feel like. But what are your guys' thoughts? Um, well, this game is kind of confusing to me. Because, yeah, I want to feel really good about the Cardinals. But, yeah, I still don't for some reason. Like, their defense still gave up over 30. Um, Very true. They still have had really terrible losses. They gave up, like, 600 yards of offense, too. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I don't... I don't know how to feel. Like, Kyler Murray played good, but, like, their offense really hasn't been the issue. I agree. So, I feel kind of just confused about the Cardinals. Like, are you guys good? Are you guys, like, legit, legit? From Ace. Because the last time I thought they were legit, they lost to the Lions and Panthers. So, I don't I don't, I don't, don't want to jump the gun again. I was like, after the first two weeks, I was like, damn, the Cardinals look You're ready really to, like, good. say MVP for Kyler yeah, and I was, all this. I mean, like, we were so quick. Yeah. But now it's like, now that they did this, I'm like... Can I go back to that? On are, that? Are you guys ready for that? On that, I'll let you talk here in a second. But yeah, on that note, I think this pushes Kyler back into the very bottom tier of the MVP yeah, conversation. Until he, until he throws three picks against like another team like the yeah. Lions. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, not disagreeing with but you. No, I, I he's right there right now. I, I agree. I think he's up there. Beating Russ on prime time. Granted, Russ did not have a great game. Yeah, but that'll still put you up there. But I agree. Yeah, from I mean, if I'm a Cardinals fan, from a Standing standpoint, it's really important because five and two. That division is a dogfight. Seriously, I I haven't seen a division that good in a while. AFC West are probably the, the Rams last one. are still a really good team. The Seahawks are a really good team. Everybody the in there is above five hundred. Yeah, which is I mean that that division's crazy. So I mean wins, especially divisional wins, matter more than any win in the NFL right now. Um, but like you said, all game me and me and Caden watched a lot of this game. And we're just sitting there like, they just keep shooting themselves on the foot. They, the Cardinals, and actually the the Cardinals only lost because the Seahawks shot themselves on the foot like 10 times in a row with from, you know, like unsportsman likes and all that. So if, if the Cardinals could just fill these holes, like it'd be nice, but they just shoot themselves in the foot half the time when you're, we're just watching them play. And it's so frustrating to watch because you're seeing Keller Murray just do Incredible things. I mentioned this to Caden. I think he's the most fun to, player to watch in the league by far. Like, yeah. over Lamar and Mahomes, which is saying a lot. I just think, for me, how his, like, little tiny quick feet and just how he just, like... He's just always You moving. can just hear, like, the, the cartoon just, like, running around. And Dude. He throws a beautiful deep ball. That was so funny tonight. He threw a deep ball to D-hop, and he smiled right before he threw oh, it. Like, yeah, midway through the throw. He said, <laughs> and then... He smiled. Uh, he's incredibly fun to watch. But then you see him just, like holding calls, just dumb defensive plays. I mean, their defense was terrible tonight, but it was timely. I will say their defense stepped up when they needed to. It was to, timely. And I think that is really important. But, their I mean, def- like... They kept them from scoring a lot of touchdowns. Like, they held them to a bunch of field goals, which turned out to be very important. I feel like they were very, like, bend but don't break. And uh, I know that's really hard to say, considering they gave up 34 points. Very yeah. bend. Very bend. Very, I, very bend. Like, very sometimes break. Yeah. <laughs> but they had to stop Russell Wilson five times. No, that was impressive. But it's just like... It's like, don't put yourself in that position in yeah, the first place. Yeah, like, they, should, they didn't deserve to win that game. And they missed the kick. Neither so of them deserved to win not, that game. Neither of them deserved to win that game. That, I want to talk about the Seahawks' perspective. I... 
I was kind of scared about their defense all year. They been they were playing very very poorly. They were giving out. They have been playing. I've been saying this for fire. a few weeks. Yeah. Their secondary is trash. They've been playing Jamal, the fire all year. And then Jamal Adams is out for this one game, and they lose to the Cardinals. And he's been out for a little while. He's been. Oh, yeah. has he? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which thought, it'll help when he comes back. I, yeah. I do think, but that, still, you but can't be this. You, they're literally twenty eighteen Chiefs right now. They have no pass rush. Their linebacker, like Bobby Wagner, is it. Right I mean, now. like honestly, the parallels are insane. How Russell Wilson is having just a career year. At, he's on pace for sixty touchdowns, and yeah, they said that tonight, and I was like, I was okay, like, holy we can stay on shit. pace, but like he's gonna end up with forty seven. Let's calm down. I mean, yeah, but still, like he's he's gonna have an MVP type season. I well, the three picks tonight weren't great, but. He's playing amazing, and the defense is just playing god-awful. And they shot themselves in the foot tonight, reminding me exactly of 2018 Chiefs, like, to the T. Yeah. And I will say they got the ball in overtime twice and didn't score. And Russ threw a pick once. And Russ threw. And, and guess who the pick was to? Who? Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. Ooh, he Isaiah made Simmons a good faked, lurk. He faked, he faked the blitz. What? Like, got the lurk. We we both were so hyped. I will that also was, say, I don't know who Russ was throwing to because the next closest guy was like Well, you saw right away. as he snapped the ball, he was like, okay, their whole team is coming after me. I'm just going to throw it. Like, he didn't really make a read. He just got it and was like, well, my only option here is to throw or die. I so. liked what their defense did at the end of the game. Oh, they yeah. They started running a bunch of blitzes, but then they also started... It was either they were blitzing or they were faking. So there was like seven guys at the line each time. Every, yeah, and you didn't know what they were... Yeah, I honestly thought their defensive game played later in the game. But I will say, Cliff Kingsbury, some, it's so, he's so weird. Sometimes in this game, he looked like an absolute genius. Like, multiple times. I'm like, damn, Cliff. Like, I gave my respect for you. And then there was multiple times. There was like five minutes left in the game. And he's running three. He ran three straight run plays on a four to get four, the fourth down. Four straight run plays when you got five minutes left and they were at their like thirty-five. When you're down by ten points, he, he drained the clock. Like from you don't six have time for this. To three thirty, you don't have time for to sit there and just like try to run the ball, establish your run game. Yeah, that was a really weird time to pick to do. But that. and then he looks like there's moments where he looks like where he ran it with like he ran the ball with like fifteen seconds left. With no timeouts, and you're like, it's like, what the hell? They're gonna lose the game because of that. Yeah, there's two. And then they spiked, they spiked it with two, two. Like, I'm like, wow, he's a genius. But then he has moments where you just think, God, this guy is an absolute dumbass. So, and like then he you said, also iced his own kicker. Like you said, I don't know what to think about the. Yeah, he iced his. Own, his own. <laughs> the clock was going if, down. And I don't it was know what to think zero, about. So he had to ice Zane, and then Zane made that one, but then missed the next one that would have won them the game. Brutal. But then he won them the game on the next drive. Like Russ through the pick. I will say we're running a little long in the segment. I will say, from the Seahawks' perspective, I like you know, it's an extra loss. That's fine. But like this defense was just as bad going into the game. I don't really. There's concerns. I don't look at them any different. I already had that's those fair. concerns. Yeah. So I will say I do think it's anybody's division. Right I, now. Yeah, it's it's scary for because they could have mm-hmm. easily lost the Patriots game. They could have easily lost the Vikings game. They lost this game because of they didn't look good against the Dolphins. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't look good. They almost the lost to the Dolphins. Yeah. We don't talk about that. They are reminding me a lot of the Packers last year, of Just, the winning, oh, winning yeah. close games, and it's like cool. But how often can you do that? How often is it until you face a good team and you get smacked because you're barely beating the Cardinals? I mean, Cardinals are an okay team. You know, Vikings, Dolphins, um, like you, those teams were Patriots. Just, yeah. Patriots, thank you. Where you're playing with fire. Yeah. So. I almost want to say that whatever team comes out of this division is going to at least be in the NFC Championship game, if not the Super Bowl. But Probably. Like, NFC's ass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. 
It's I not. Mean, it's not great this year. It's I mean, usually Dallas pretty good. Bears are five and one. Guys, come on, show some respect. Oh god, god. dude, worst five and one team of all time. Sorry, they're gonna and win then, tomorrow. And then you have the yeah. NFC East. Oh, NFC is so bad. What I would pay to be in the NFC. They're actually right now. the first. They're the first division ever to uh, seven weeks into a season not have a three win team. Dude, I just like as an AFC fan, like as a Colts fan, knowing that we have like the Bills, the Titans, the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Ravens. The AFC is amazing this year. I would pay money to be in the NFC. Dude, the AFC... It's usually flipped. Yeah, I was going to say, the A- NFC is usually a lot stronger than the AFC, but the NFC this year is... It's usually like, like East and West of the NBA, but nope. This year it's like, the AFC is kicking ass. It's kind of weird that it flipped, too. Because there's not really nobody like a was like, for it. Oh, now, yeah, it just kind of There happened. wasn't like a big trade or nobody made like a big adjustment or anything. Also, just like NFC North isn't as like contendery. You know, like, the Packers were really up there. Then they got bounced by the Bucks. Yeah, they yeah. all just seem like teams that will have a good record, but not I don't know. That Bucks game, in hindsight now, is looking a little bit more acceptable just because oh, yeah. the Bucks are just yeah. apparently... It's really kind of just hard to see a world where the AFC... And an AFC team doesn't win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very... I don't see any right team now. in the AFC besides, surprisingly, the Buccaneers that can actually win the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, because I think moving forward, the way to keep win against the Seahawks is just keep the ball from Russ, and you're going to be able to do that against their defense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're we're kind of long, so. Okay. Well, next week, we have to look forward to our midway season power rankings. We're going to go ahead and rank our top 10 teams. Yes, we're doing that, by the way. <laughs> yes. Oh, cool. Awesome. So start making your list. <laughs> That's sick. Okay, that'll be fun. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. But that and is we're it. doing that, like, after the games, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. That'd make the most sense. Yeah, okay. Dope. Close well, it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really hope you guys enjoyed the video. Hopefully all, all goes well. It'd be really awkward if it's we not, like, did this and like really there's well. no video. But I really hope you guys enjoy it. It's a new feature that we're trying out. Make it, you know, more... Everyone knows we're trying at least. It's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. You know, we're, we're, we're working hard for you guys. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you guys next week. Deuces.